You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up? You lose your license? You lose your job? You total your car? You kill someone? Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So, if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Let's have a look at today's lineup. There's a strong Dunn Stores influence from top to bottom, starting with selected boxes of bottled beer and cider like Heineken and Boomers from just 18 euro 72 cent. Half price Pringles are a very welcome inclusion indeed. 10 or 50 grocery vouchers doing their bit at the till as usual. All that's left to do now is enjoy the football. Dunn Stores, always better value. Terms and conditions apply. Voucher can be used on next grocery shop of 50 euro or more. Voucher excludes alcohol. Please drink sensibly. Monsters is a podcast about the worst human beings on the planet. Listener discretion is advised. Brenda Spencer was unhappy with her life and sought attention by acting out and skipping school. She bragged that she was going to do something big. She wasn't lying. This is Monsters. Brenda Spencer's parents separated when she was 16 years old, and she ended up living with her father, Wallace Spencer, in a small house in San Diego, California. The girl and her father were not financially stable, as he was an alcoholic who would spend most of their money on booze. It's reported that she shared a small mattress on the floor with her father. Her teachers at Patrick Henry High School said that she was an introvert who rarely talked, but she did well in school. She was particularly good at the arts and won first place in a photography competition put on by the Humane Society. Brenda was known to drink and do drugs. She showed a great deal of hostility toward police and authority figures in general. Her classmates said that she had expressed the desire to shoot a police officer. She told other students that she was planning something big that would get her on television. We would wonder why someone didn't report her nowadays, but people just didn't seem to take that kind of stuff seriously back in the late 70s. Spencer started skipping school regularly, which got her sent to a special facility for troubled students. The teachers there informed her parents that she showed, quote, serious suicidal tendencies, end quote, and they recommended therapy. Brenda's father rejected the therapy and told the staff at the facility to leave his family alone. In the summer of 1978, Spencer was arrested for breaking into Grover Cleveland Elementary and for shooting out some of the windows at the school with a BB gun. In December, her parole officer arranged a psychiatric evaluation which suggested that she be placed in a mental hospital. She was clearly suffering from depression and would benefit from inpatient treatment. Her father refused to give his permission for her to be admitted. That Christmas, Wallace Spencer gave his daughter a .22 caliber semi-automatic rifle with a telescopic sight. Along with that, he gave her 500 rounds of ammunition. In a later interview, when asked why he would have given her a rifle for Christmas, she responded, 
Quote, I asked for a radio, and he bought me a gun. I felt like he wanted me to kill myself. End quote. That may be true, but Brenda and her father did spend a lot of time hunting together. People that knew her said that she was an excellent marksman and had won awards at shooting competitions. With that in mind, it might not seem completely unreasonable for him to give her a rifle as a gift. However, it was irresponsible of him to provide a weapon to a teenage girl who was suffering from mental health issues. On January 29, 1979, Brenda Spencer retrieved her rifle and aimed it at the kids across the street from her house who were lined up, waiting to enter the school. Once the school bell rang, she began firing shots at the children across the street. When Principal Burton Ragg came out of the school to help the children, Spencer shot and killed him. The school custodian, Mike Sushar, was trying to pull a student to safety when he was hit and killed by one of Spencer's bullets. When police officers arrived on the scene, Spencer hit Officer Robert Robb in the neck, but he managed to survive. The teen was able to fire off 30 rounds and hit eight children plus Rag, Sushar, and Rob before police managed to move a garbage truck in front of the entrance to the school, effectively blocking her attack. This gave authorities the chance to evacuate the school and the surrounding area. Once her line of sight was blocked, she stopped shooting and barricaded herself into her house while the local SWAT team was setting up sniper positions around her. A local reporter from the San Diego Union Tribune managed to get a call into Brenda, and when he asked her why she shot the school, she famously said, quote, I don't like Mondays. This livens up the day, end quote. Negotiators talked to her for hours, during which time she told them that the people who she had shot at the school were easy targets and that she was going to, quote, come out shooting, end quote. Though snipers were authorized to kill Brenda Spencer if they had an opportunity, negotiators were able to convince her to surrender in exchange for a meal from Burger King. What a glowing endorsement. She walked out into the driveway of her home and laid her rifle and her BB gun down. Brenda Spencer pleaded guilty to two counts of murder and assault with a deadly weapon. All of the eight children that had been shot survived their wounds. On April 4, 1980, she was sentenced to 25 years to life in prison. Brenda became eligible for parole in 1993. At her first parole hearing, she claimed that she had been under the influence of drugs and alcohol at the time of the shooting. She spoke to a reporter about this sudden new detail. So the whole thing to you, 14 years later, is just this drugged-out haze, basically. Yeah, it's really, it's really broken up and fragmented. It's, I, I can't sit there and... and tell you, well, at this time I did this, and at this time, you know, it's just little bits and pieces that have come back over the years. Um, like the week prior, that one, I, I don't really have many memories from that week ahead of the incident. And the week after, I was asleep, I was coming down off the, the street drugs, and even that week, I don't really have a whole lot of memories of it. It's like I slept a lot and I was going through withdrawals and things. Brenda claimed that she had been drinking whiskey for a week and had taken PCP the morning of the shooting, which had caused her to hallucinate. Once arrested, she had been tested for drugs and alcohol, and the tests all came back negative. At her parole hearing, Brenda claimed that the tests must have been falsified. She also told the parole board that she wasn't actually trying to hit anybody. She just shot at the school in hopes that the SWAT team would arrive and kill her. 
That same year, 14 years after she pleaded guilty, she wanted to withdraw her plea and have a new trial. And during my, my uh, court appearances, they left a lot of paperwork out that would have had a lot of bearing on my, my trial if they had brought it up. It would have changed a lot of things. Such as? Well, um, there's, like, there's two sets of toxicology reports. The ones that went to court with me stated that I was on, on no drugs or alcohol. And then there's an independent lab test from the same blood samples that show I had blood, uh, blood alcohol levels and a lethal amount of drugs in my system. And that was never raised in court. Including PCP? There's no test right now for PCP. But the other drugs and the alcohol together on their, on their own were a fatal dosage. If I had no drugs or alcohol in my system, then I'm just a cold-blooded killer. And that's not how I am. If I have drugs and, and alcohol in my system at the time, it's like it, it changes it from premeditated to manslaughter. And if I had a goose that laid golden eggs, I'd be a rich man. These mysterious toxicology reports showed her to have a fatal dose of drugs and alcohol in her system, and that wasn't including the PCP? Then why isn't she dead? She wasn't taken to the hospital after she was placed under arrest. If she was that intoxicated, how did she manage to hit 11 people out of 30 shots fired? That's a third of her targets hit. She walked out of her house and was led away by police, but she wasn't stumbling or needing to be carried. There's no way in hell that she's even mildly intoxicated, let alone having a fatal dose of drugs and alcohol in her system. That's just plain stupid. In 1998, she withdrew her second parole request just minutes before the hearing was scheduled. I couldn't find a reason. She was eligible again in 2001, and this time she claimed that her father had sexually abused her. She said that he started fondling her at the age of nine and had regularly beat her. She had never mentioned this before 2001, and her father did deny the claims. It is fair to point out that Wallace Spencer did end up having a sexual relationship with Sheila McCoy, who was Brenda's cellmate when she was still at a juvenile detention center. Some say she looked like Brenda. The two married when Wallace was 41 years old and Sheila was only 17. The couple had a daughter together, but eventually separated. Brenda was denied parole again in 2005 and also in 2009. During her 2009 parole hearing, she continued to claim that she was not trying to hit anybody. Her claim now was that she was hallucinating and she saw commandos coming toward her house. What I, I, what I can figure out is, um, basically I was just shooting at the commando types that I saw. And, I, you know, I didn't realize that there was people back there behind that. I was, you know, I saw the commando types, you know, coming after me that I was hallucinating on. And from what I can figure out from the reports and all that, I was shooting at them. And it, it didn't really dawn on me or, or sink in that, hey, there's people back there, you know, that are real people. And so, so it's, it's not that I was aiming or taking deliberate aim. It was that they, they got hit because they were behind what I was seeing. The head parole commissioner told her, quote, Well, that's pretty good shooting to hit as many folks as you did if you're not trying to hit anybody from across the street, end quote. 
She fired approximately 30 rounds and hit 11 people, which is almost statistically impossible if she wasn't deliberately aiming at them. Also, if she wasn't trying to hit anybody, why did she stop shooting after the police blocked the school entrance with a garbage truck? The commissioner also quoted the police negotiator's report, which said she had told him, quote, It was fun to watch the children that had red and blue ski jackets on, as they made perfect targets, end quote. The negotiator added that she also told him she, quote, liked to watch them squirm around after they had been shot, end quote. Brenda responded, quote, It's entirely possible I said that, end quote. Brenda Spencer's continual excuses for her actions on January 29, 1979, shows that she has no remorse for her actions and will not take responsibility for them. She was banned from requesting parole for 10 years, and her next parole suitability hearing will be in September of 2021. If you're having feelings of harming yourself or someone else, or even just need someone to talk to, please contact your local mental health facility call 911, or call Mental Health America, who operate the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. They're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Be safe. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, you can help us out by leaving us a review or rating on whatever podcast app you listen through. You can also subscribe to the show to ensure you don't miss an episode. Also, remember that if you'd like to support the show, you can find information on how to do that at thisismonsters.com forward slash support. Thanks again. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up? You lose your license? You lose your job? You total your car? You kill someone? Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So, if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Life's full of things we can't depend on. Like the Irish weather, predictably unpredictable. When you're cutting it fine, but the tractor in front is out for the day. No winner of this week's you-know-what. So much for lucky seven. But some things you can depend on. Like in home heating, Emo, Jones Oil and Campus Oil are now Serta, delivering the same warmth to your home now and into the future. For home heating you can depend on, see certaireland.ie. No. Good boy. Keep your hat on, pet. Why? We're playing dinner at the North Pole, remember? So we need to wear our big warm coats inside. When it comes to food or heat, many families will face impossible choices this Christmas. Please support the St. Vincent de Paul Annual Appeal. Donate locally or at svp.ie. Thank you. Did you hear that? Wine and champagne is 20% off. And that? Medium selection boxes like Skittles and Cadbury mix and match any three for €5. Euro. 20 and 24 can boxes of Coke, Diet Coke and Coke Zero are just €12. Euro. Have you got any 10 off 50s? 
And that's the sound of better value. Every week leading up to Christmas, there's new savings to be had. Dunn Stores. Make Christmas for everyone. Terms and conditions apply. Vouching abuse on next grocery shop of 50 euro or more. Vouch excludes alcohol. Please drink sensibly.